Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we're going through Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Let's get it. It goes, does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. So here we have, it's like, is not wisdom calling you? Does not understanding raise her voice to get your attention she's going where you frequent on the heights beside the way at the crossroads she takes her stand like at the crossroads you're gonna have a lot of traffic going through the crossroads right beside the gates in front of the town people coming in and out the gates of the town and the entrance of the portal she cries aloud another point of transition right wisdom is hitting the spots where people are and then screaming at the top of her lungs raising her voice calling people and so the interpretation of this is wisdom calls all of us at the places we we frequent so wisdom is very smart wise if you will and goes where we go the most and then calls us there and so the question is where is wisdom calling you in your life right now for example we show up to work very often we show up to spend time with our family our spouse our significant other very often we show up to spend time with our friends very often we show up to our hobbies very often Chances are wisdom is hitting you in one of those spots, whether it be your work, your hobbies, or time with your loved ones. Wisdom is probably speaking to you. Are you listening? So the entrepreneurial application of this, that was my just interpretation. Wisdom calls us at the places we frequent. The entrepreneurial application is when you feel wisdom's voice, listen to it. Huh. (laughs) Interesting. But um. In my opinion, it'll typically come from yourself, like an intuition that you have, like, this isn't how I should be doing business. This isn't how I should be treating this customer. This isn't the opportunity I should be pursuing based on my major definite purpose, my major goal that I'm going after in life. Or it'll come from a mentor and they'll talk to you about how you need to run your business, kind of what foundational character traits, skills, and beliefs you need to build your business on or where to focus your energy in your business. Like right now, maybe you need to be focused on marketing and getting awareness because yeah, you can get the sales process down all you want, but if you have one person coming in per month to take a sales call, you need to spend more money on getting eyeballs to money, time, energy, effort on getting eyeballs to your product so that you can have more sales calls, sit down with three, four, five, six, seven, eight people a day, right? So, Wisdom may come from a mentor telling you how to run your business or where to focus your energy. But more entrepreneurial advice, this is also marketing advice here in Proverbs 8, verses 1 through 3. If you notice, after it's like, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice, it tells you where wisdom is calling and where understanding is raising her voice. And it's the places people frequent, like I mentioned earlier. On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. 
Wisdom understands traffic secrets by Russell Brunson. See, Russell Brunson talks about the fact that traffic isn't something you generate. So it's not like Wisdom decided to go out into the middle of nowhere and start shouting. It's like, hey, I have a product. I need eyeballs to this product. So let me go out into the middle of nowhere and start shouting about my product. And eventually some people who are passing by on the road that's half a mile that way will hear me screaming and come to me. That's how a lot of entrepreneurs market, right? Like we'll tell some friends and family who don't really care about our product or don't really have connection to our product or we'll post content on social media when we have a very small following and we won't advertise with bigger pages. We won't use ads. We won't comment on the posts of bigger pages to get more traffic going to our page, right? We just spend our time shouting in a very scarce, sparse area where there aren't a lot of people. Wisdom knows better. Wisdom's like, I'm going to go to where the people are. People are coming in and out of town every day. People go by this crossroads every day because they're traveling. That's where the traffic flow is. That's where I'm going to go. Very similarly, in marketing, we need to go where the eyeballs are. So once you start to understand who your target persona is, you can go where they are. For example, if you are looking to let's say do a roofing business and you want to hit all the roofs in a certain neighborhood, it wouldn't make sense to do Facebook ads to all of Austin or all of Houston or all of Dallas or all of Davidson, North Carolina, right? It wouldn't make sense to target such a wide area if you are focusing on a specific neighborhood. So ads, if you can't focus it down to a neighborhood, might not be your best move. Instead, a lot of people do door-to-door marketing or they'll do door hangers, or they'll do direct mail, right? Maybe you run a neighborhood event, and you invite people to the event. Again, another point of marketing is giving them something free. Here, wisdom is like calling you for free, like something valuable, which is wisdom, something everybody needs. Wisdom's giving it to you for free. Um, You're going to have to drop your foolish ways, so I guess there's an expense there. But it's still, um, you're not exchanging money for it, right? And so I think it's really cool that wisdom portrayed going to where the people are and then giving out something for free. You need to go to where your people are. So understand your person, go where they are, and then give out something for free to get their eyeballs to your product. And then boom, bada bing, you can start making sales. And then wisdom probably got some people to pursue her, to listen to her, right? There we go. So that's kind of the entrepreneurial interpretation of these verses. Where has this shown up in my life? I would say how I think about marketing. So it's all about going where the eyeballs are and putting my content in front of them. And so initially it was just about making this podcast. And now the goal is marketing this podcast. I thought if I build it, they will come. And that was completely false. I don't know um, why I didn't listen when people said that. I don't know. I was just being silly. I was being foolish. <laughs> like I, when I was first starting this podcast, people were like, yeah, if you build it, they will come. It's false. You need to like have a marketing plan. You need to have a getting out there plan. I didn't have it. Now that's what I'm building. Trying to put consistent funds towards that marketing and position myself so I can put consistent funds towards that marketing. And then once you get the traffic, get the eyeballs, make it very easy for them to share it with good content and incentives, right? If you build something that they want to invite their friends into, then more people will come. So that's kind of how I think about marketing now, getting my content in front of people by get going where the eyeballs are. And so it's not about generating traffic from scratch. Like I said earlier, once you understand who you're going after, 
how to contact them is easy. If you know you need to hit 50 households, you're not going to run ads to 1,000 people. You're going to hit those 50 households over and over. If you know you need to hit all of Austin, you're not going to send direct mail to 50 households. You're going to run Facebook ads for all of Austin. You're going to get on every billboard in Austin. You're going to pay people to put to wrap their car with your information and as they drive around Austin, right? All the DoorDash drivers wrap their car with your information. And so once you know who you're trying to reach, how to contact them is easy because you figure out where they spend their time and how you can best get in front of them. Then it's about getting the funds to do it consistently, which is where I want this to show up in my life. So there are two things here, creatively marketing, so it costs less money or provides a return quickly. And so it's either you put $10,000 in and you get $15,000 out very quickly. That could work. That's a business model that works. Or through like partnerships and podcasts and brands and partnering with brands and sharing revenue, you market creatively. And so you're sharing future profits, getting eyeballs that people currently have and doing it without exchanging money. And so... I like the creatively marketing aspect of things or using other people's money to market. So sometimes you can take out a bank loan. Sometimes you can take out a, um, or get a partner who just has funds and they can fund your marketing campaign and they get part of the return, right? So that's kind of how you can creatively market. You can get other people's funds. You can use other people's brands and share profit. You can get creative about the money flow or you use a bunch of your own money and get a return quickly and that's called Customer Financed Acquisition. Alex Ramosi talks a lot about that. Just go to his YouTube channel if you want to and type in Customer Financed Acquisition and a bunch of videos will pop up of him explaining it. But it's basically basically like you use one customer and the profit you get from them to get the next customer. And then you can scale infinitely. Capital won't be the linchpin in your business. It'll be, you know, operational drag and all that good stuff. So. That's how I want it to show up in my life, but I also want it to show up in the way that um, it may also have to do with like a better offer slash target audience because you wouldn't have to creatively market, meaning, you know, using brands, using other people's money um, or just doing all the creative things you can do to market well, right? If you just had a good offer because you had a great offer and you really honed in your target audience, you could just put a bunch of money up because you would make a bunch of money. And so that's the funny part about business. It's like, you don't have to reinvest in your business if it's a profitable business because you reinvest from the profits. So it's not coming out of your own pocket. It's like if you start with 5000 and you know for a fact that with that $5,000, you can make $10,000 because you have a solid offer and a solid target audience. And you can do it in the next 30 days. In that next 30 days, you can invest 7500 and keep 2500 of the profits. And then you'll make 15000 And then you can invest 12500 and make, you know, 25,000, you know, and so it just keeps scaling because you have a good offer and a good target audience and you know that you can make double the profit. You know, you spend 5,000, you're going to make 10,000, you spend 20,000, you're going to make 40,000 and you can just keep some of the excess and scale up your marketing to scale up your business. I also want this to show up in my life because I want to listen to wisdom when it calls. So I want to either creatively market or get really good at getting a solid offer and a solid target audience. And I want to listen to wisdom when it calls. That's my intuition around things. That's my getting good, solid mentors around me that have the wisdom in the space, listening to those mentors, 
listening to my intuition and also knowing when not to listen to my intuition. Cause sometimes I'm just wrong and my intuition will be like fear-based. And if your intuition is fear-based, don't listen to that crap. So how can you guys apply this to your life? Listen to your intuition, unless it's fear-based and get those mentors around you worth listening to. If you don't trust your intuition, start developing it by listening to it in small ways and keeping small commitments to yourself. Cause then you will grow in confidence. You will trust your discernment in situations and you know, once you become a person you trust, other people will learn to trust you too, because you will you will treat yourself as a trustworthy person. And so you will show up in a trustworthy way. There we go. That's all we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.